Hey everyone, it's me. Welcome back to this week's episode of my Best Vintage Life podcast. I'm joined by my co-host, Art Bazarkanian. Hello, Art. How are you? I'm good, Bridget. How you doing? I'm doing good. My name is Bridget Morawski, and I'm the creative director of Baz Brothers Unlimited, a vintage wholesaler based in Fresno and Los Angeles, California. And this is our podcast, my Best Vintage Life podcast. Welcome. Welcome. Just going to do our quick little opening deets. If you'd like to email us, you can do so. Admin, A-D-M-I-N, at mybestvintagelifepodcast.com. That's admin, A-D-M-I-N, at mybestvintagelifepodcast.com. I do have a permanent vacation message up on there just to help people kind of guide them better based off of their needs. So I give you a few options in the email. It's kind of like a out of office uh, to help guide you better and get you an answer quicker in case I can't get back to you right away. So just be warned of that if you're wondering like, well, Bridget's on Instagram. Why is she having out of office? It's just something I'm doing permanently. Yeah. Okay. It seems like a Bridget thing. Well, more efficient. Efficient. Exactly. Social media. We're on TikTok and Instagram at my best vintage life podcast. Been a little MIA on, MIA on there lately. A little, a little worn out on the socials. I don't know. Just that time of year, I guess. Plus, it's kind of hot to record up there. Yeah. And we've been busy with clients. It's true. I started, I started our TikTok last September when it was already kind of yeah. cooling down gradually. So I haven't done it in the summer yet. I'm just like, ugh. Our website, www.mybestvintagelifepodcast.com. I am migrating the site to a new hosting platform. I know I've told many of you that I love Shopify, and I still will be on Shopify Lite. There's nothing wrong with Shopify. I still think it's the best platform to be on, um, but I'm trying something new. So if there's a day where you go there and it's not working, it might be migration day because I will have to point... I will have to point the website to a different site, and that can take a little while. All right, do you want me to turn the air down? It's fine. Okay. Um, You can sign up for our newsletter there for vintage resellers. You can purchase mentor sessions, one, three, or six six session packages. You can do some shopping, and you can also read our wholesale FAQs if you're interested in purchasing vintage at the wholesale level. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast if you love what you hear and you're not able to monetarily support the podcast. A rating or a review is a really great way to show your support. And just like everything else, there's an algorithm for podcasts too. So the more people that pump us up, the more people can find us. And if the podcast has helped you, hopefully it can help other people. Oh, I do apologize about that. Give me one second. I updated updated my computer and it just like every all the settings for do not disturb go away and uh yeah so you could do that on apple podcasts the app or you can do it on Podchaser, whatever works for you and we really appreciate ratings and reviews thank you in advance and don't forget to check out my blog the girl in the awkward outfit you can find that on sub stack that's sub stack the girl in the awkward outfit my obsession at the moment is my new water bottle I really love it. Is it really keeping it as cold? Yes. Colder? So cold. So I had a BKR bottle. It's the glass one with the silicone sleeve. I've had mine for about three years now. Haven't used any other water bottles and it hasn't broken. However, it doesn't stay cold. I mean, even if I put ice in it, it won't stay cold long. So um, if you guys are familiar with the website Food52, one of my favorite blogs and shopping sites for cooking and kitchen stuff, they did a article an article on 
water bottle. So I got the one they recommended for staying cold, coldest the longest, and it's by Camelback. It's called The Shoot. I got the 40-ounce one, and um, I got it in, like, a sage green color, and I, I love it. I just needed something better for upstairs when it's hot. So yeah, At the barn, too. At least you Oh, at the barn, cold. too, for sure. Yeah, like, yeah. by the time I'm leaving the barn, it's, like... It's ready for tea. Throw yeah. a tea bag in it. It's, like... I hate to say it, it's like piss water, piss warm. That's why I went with tea. <laughs> it's so gross. So, yes, the Camelback shoot, like parachute. Hey, maybe they'll sponsor you. No, I, I don't. The no, girl in the really awkward have... outfit has our Camelback. I know, but I feel like maybe if we were an outdoors podcast or oh. an active podcast. Oh, I get you. Yeah. Do you have an obsession? Me? Yeah. Nope. Oh, you never have one. I know. Yeah. I, I, very rarely do I like anything more than once. <laughs> well, today we have other than cookies. Cookies, yeah, I love that's a cookies. Perpetual obsession. Yeah, uh, we have a great topic for you today, and we do have two ads to read, and we also have two new patrons. So, I guess we'll jump into our topic first, and then kind of break it up into little chunks. Sure. Yeah. So, um, last week, well, first off, today we decided to to kind of do a recap on a mini buying trip that Art and I did. Uh, is that a week ago today already? This is last Thursday, correct. Jeez, Louise. Okay, so last one one week ago today, uh, very mini by the sense that we were gone and back in one day. And, and plus it wasn't a ton of stuff. So to me, it's not my normal buy yeah, trip. and there wasn't as much to do in the area where we went. Yeah. It's not like that one time we went to the coast and, you know. Oh, that was so fun. So much fun. Yeah. Um, but we wanted to talk a little bit about the experience and also give you some tips and advice should you find yourself in the same situation so that things work out better for you or maybe as good f as it did for us, you know, yeah. pluses and minuses. So, Art, did you want to... Yeah, let me give you some backstory. Give some backstory. So, as a lot of you know, I still buy aggressively on eBay, buying red lines, biggies, and, and just bargains that I know I have clients for and so i'm i saw somebody on there who had a bunch of denim and his prices were just all over the place like very there was nothing congruent about it it was just like some stuff was like the real real vintage was cheap and the fake stuff was like super expensive so i'm like okay this guy doesn't know the difference and so i tried to so i bought something from him just so i can communicate with him so I bought a pair of shoes, which I needed anyway, and I asked for local pickup so that way we can exchange phone numbers. And so that way I can speak with him, let him know like, hey, I'm interested in this stuff, but you know, some of your pricing doesn't make sense. So we spoke two, three times and I got him to drive down a couple hours and I drove up a couple hours. And so we met in the middle of central California, a little closer to the coast. And we met at a like an outlet mall. So I knew it was like safe. And the whole time I had told him like, yeah, you know, you obviously you accept Venmo and PayPal. I didn't let him know that I was going to be bringing cash just for safety, but sometimes you have to take cash. And I did take cash, but I just did not let him know that I was taking cash. So once we got there, we, we, he was a character. Uh, and I had already told Bridget, like, you know, my instincts tell me that this guy is kind of a clown. 
So be prepared and just be ready for patience because, you know, he's not your typical dealer where it's straightforward. And just a reminder, our last episode was called eBay and the Ego. If you missed that, you might want to hit pause, go back and listen to that, and then finish off with this. Yeah, so he had some vintage, and then he also had some regular stuff. And not a single thing did he know what he wanted for anything. So he wanted me to give him prices for things, which is annoying, but it's fine. You know, I was very straightforward and said, listen, I could pay you. 20 bucks here, 40 bucks here, 30 bucks here, 100 here, 150 here, 200 here. And so then I'm thinking, okay, he's going to do an inventory and count. Well, he couldn't, didn't know how to do that. So next thing you know, Bridget's like has her notepad out and I'm counting and telling her because I guess he didn't know how to do math either. So we total it all up for him and show him. And then he starts whining and crying that it wasn't enough and, and I'm like, look, I was more than generous with you. This is it. Take it or leave it. And then he still whined and he started calling things his baby. And he, these were his pants that he wore. This guy was probably weighed a buck 30. And the pants were like size 36s and 38s. So it's quite obvious they weren't his. But, you know, I didn't want to say you're a liar, you know. And he wasn't like, didn't look like someone who'd lost a ton of weight. No, that was no. the thing. Like he, he didn't have that you look. You can tell a yeah. lot of times when someone's lost a lot of weight. And so it was just no, bullshit. He probably didn't weigh much more than me. Yeah. So I said a buck 30. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, so I, I've, I'm used to dealing with so many different types of people. It's usually just the arrogant and rude ones that really get under my skin. So this guy was neither. He was just, you know, he was, uh, an actor of sorts, putting on a show, uh, begging for money in his passive aggressive way. So I ended up, there was, uh, there was like four pairs I had rejected along with maybe about 50 others. So I grabbed the four pairs that I could actually cut and use the legs for. And I ended up giving him an extra 150 bucks and took those from, and all in all, I thought it was successful. You know, we got what we needed. I mean, I could have literally paid him half for what I did, but the way I look at it, I have somebody out there looking for me. Yeah. Okay. Let's take a little break and read our first ad. We'll come back with more in a minute. Our first ad, three margaritas, resellers of curated finds on eBay, antique, vintage, contemporary, hand smock dresses on Sunday mornings, pearl snap shirts in the same dance hall where grandpa waltzed granny, a Shetland wool sweater keeps you cozy around the campfire chicken soup and the price is right under an heirloom afghan we hope you'll find these memories and more in our ebay store three marguerites gladly ships overseas purchases through the ebay global shipping program that's ebay.com slash str slash three marguerites m-a-r-g-u-e-r-i-t-e-s thank you for your patronage thank you so in terms of this trip i think it's important just to from my perspective um I told Art, you know, as much as I wanted to get away for the day and just have a change of scenery from Fresno, I didn't like the idea of him going alone. Now, Art is a very, he's very capable of taking care of himself, but I just always think anything you do, you should do with a person if you're able to, you know. No, that's safety that's is like first. Hiking. You know? you that's why I made it clear. Alone. Yeah, I made it clear like, hey, we're going to, I'm going to pay you with PayPal Venmo. So there's no... Like, oh, these guys bring you and cash. I think, and I think he did the same. He had a guy with him. Yeah. He's creepy, but he kept staring at me. I'm like, dude, if you <laughs> fucking look at me one more time. 
There's the Philly girl. Creeper. Yeah, the Philly in me coming out. Um, but, you know, power power and numbers. I think choosing a location that's neutral. Now, granted, there's all sorts of crazy people out there today. Obviously, people don't care where they do crazy stuff anymore, it seems. Um, <coughs> but I do think you're setting yourself up for success if you meet in a safe location. Um, we chose the area we did because we knew there'd be a good bit of people around nice open visible parking lot fresno has this thing now near police stations where it's called a safe exchange zone um that's an option too if if you and the person you're doing business with are in the same city depending on where you are but basically it's just two par two or three parking spots near the police station i'm assuming they're on camera and everything that you can feel a little bit safer exchanging there um so that's that's an option but i just i think thinking ahead and i know it might seem like common sense but maybe it's something you leave until the last minute and then you're like oh crap i don't even know where i'm meeting this person so this worked out well i think yeah and it's it's a testament to you know when i saw his listings i could have been very judgmental and say this guy doesn't know shit whatever move on but kind of digging deeper and, and giving them giving them a chance to sell stuff and for me to buy stuff in the long run helps me because I get inventory and I get to make money so well, I guess know. for me the thing that kind of amazes me and I might be alone in this I might not but the amount of money you're offering this guy growing up how I grew up and kind of like still desperately trying to get out of like a poverty mentality even when it comes to my own finances is you know the fact that someone's like hemming and hawing over that amount of money is just so foreign to me yeah you know that's the part that that annoys me too. i'm sure you might feel the same like when 100%. you think about like at any given point in time in your life when someone's like here's this amount of money i would have been like holy shit cool man <laughs> like yeah, he, that, that was the, you know, like the only and, thing. And the fact that like, here's what I would have said to myself if I were him. Even if I wasn't happy with the amount, I'd say, well, this guy obviously knows his shit. He just put in all the work of in this. He and his, you know, whoever this girl is to him, they just put in all this work um, to, you know, counting, adding up. We put in all the work, you know, and he still for some reason felt that he that warranted more money for him and I just I did not understand it I was having a hard time with it and I'm not I'm not you know um unsympathetic to people who are in a bind or, or need the extra cash but at the same time there, I think there's he just had a different a, way he, he had, had a, a really amount, bad approach yeah very bad approach he had an amount that he needed to survive for something he owed something or whatever I mean that's not my problem yeah no, like if he had the product then he would get to that number. Yeah. I mean, he had one pair of pants that was worth probably about a thousand to two thousand bucks. Well, maybe a thousand to fifteen hundred. It was a kid's double X leather patch. Maybe it looked like it had been washed once and never dried because the leather was still supple. But it was a waist 26, length 28. There's not that many people that are going to buy that. You know, it's more of a collectible piece to have. But in, he, in his head, he wanted $2,800 because that's how much more money he needed. I'm like, okay, let me say how much I need. You know, that's why I was like, like dude, you're so annoying. 
Yeah, and you know, something else that I thought about from a safety perspective is whenever you go to these types of things, you know, think about what kind of car you drive, what kind of jewelry you're wearing, what kind of purse you're carrying, what kind of clothes you're wearing. Sure. That's something to be careful about. I purposefully that day I wore... Uh, one of our loose overdyed dresses. I brought a straw purse with me. I don't think I wore like any rings. Maybe I wore like a necklace, but I didn't, I purposefully keep things toned down. Yeah. I do that too. When I'm buying, I, I wear like um, khaki shorts <laughs> and like a t-shirt. Oh, it's not like you're normally wearing, yeah. you know, like three gold chains with diamonds or something, Ooh. but I'm, I'm thinking more just for perspective of any people out there that like to wear jewelry or have nice accessories it's something to, well, to yeah, keep in mind. It also shows the guy on the other end that you've got money. Uh, but that's like the thing. And I, I listened to this. Um, somebody typed an article or wrote an article about, you know, like people these days, like the stickers they have on their car. And oh, you can do personality they do profile. Pe- they do people's like people put their Instagram handles on their car or they'll put, you know, all the places they go on vacation. Basically, there's so many stickers that calculate to people having a lot of money, you know, or you have those, sorry, no offense if you have them, but I think they're so stupid, those family stickers. Oh, they have kids. Well, what if someone's a pervert or a pedophile, you know? just Or if you have a lot of kids, sometimes people assume you have the money to have a lot of kids. It's not necessarily the truth, but there's, you know, just things to keep in mind when you're meeting. Something should be kept private. Yes. Yeah. But things to keep in mind when you're meeting up with someone, and I know not all of you sell vintage, buy vintage. Some of you do home goods. Some of you do accessories. It's well, even even when you meet people up on offer up, yeah, you know, hundred percent. Just be safe. Yep. Um. Okay, I'm gonna do our next ad. Okay. Okay. Or unless you wanted to say something really quick. No. Okay. All right, Elwood Vintage was opened in 2016 with the dream and three t-shirts. Six years later, Elwood Vintage has that perfect piece for every occasion. Put on an Elwood Vintage tee and hear the loud guitars screaming, feel the drums beating, and you're, you're singing your heart out at your favorite 80s rock concert. We have that buttersoft biker tee that will take you back to your first motorcycle ride with the wind in your hair and zero Fs given. Visit elwoodvintage.com. Don't forget about that perfect crisp pair of vintage jeans to jump into in the morning. When you buy vintage, you're buying more than the clothes. You're buying the memory and the good vibes that come. Elwood Vintage. Wear them till they melt off. Thank you for your patronage. Thank you. Okay, jumping back in. Um, So another thing, and I've talked about this before, and somebody, a few people said they like that I called this out, but whenever you're going on a trip like this, it's always good to have like, a, B, and C planned, you know, um, what if this person, when I'm like, say this person and I are, I'm driving three hours to meet someone and an hour and a half into the trip, this person flakes out and you're like, oh crap, do I turn around and go home? What do I do? So it's always a good idea to have alternate plans. Um, I really like the idea of having a list of like at least a place that you can grab food or like a grocery store if you need something or like a drug store um, and also thrift stores, whether they be big box ones, private ones, maybe vintage stores. And, you know, if you're like feeling like crap that this person flaked out and you just want to do something that's totally different and, and fun, then then do that. But have 
have some things planned along the way, not just in the city or town, wherever you're meeting this person, um, you know, have some things planned in other little areas along the way, just in case something happens in the middle of the ride and you're like, oh, maybe I won't drive all the way up there, but maybe I'll see what's going on here. That's so smart. I always like to have backup stuff. Yeah. We, we went to a county park. I thought Art was going to kill me because... It, you know, it's just so hard to tell what a road and elevation look like from a map sometimes. And as soon as I saw the road, oh, sorry, there's a truck coming in. Oh, coming in hot. Jeez Louise. You got to take care of that? No, I'm going to have Alonzo do it. Okay. So I saw the road. Art hadn't seen the road yet. I saw this narrow winding road going up in elevation. I thought, oh God, he's going to kill me. Because I always get us into these precarious situations. <laughs> when Art's driving and he doesn't like that type of road. But at the end of the day, we got to this county park and it was so beautiful. It was like $6 to get in. There was nobody there and there are all these different little picnic areas. First off, I've never seen such nice picnic and camping spots. Um, if you're in California and you want to check it out, it's called Coyote Lake in uh, outside of Gilroy. And I don't know, it was just nice. We saw deer, so like on the other side of this lake, it's cool, only one side of the lake is open to, to people. The other side is wildlife. I swear I saw a bear in the distance, which wouldn't be unheard of, I don't think. And we saw all these beautiful deer just kind of grazing along the water. So that in and of itself, I was like, this is this is really nice. What did you think of the, the county park? <laughs> The fact that you call it a county park makes me laugh. Well, that's what it said I on know, the brochure, on the map. Of course, Art nice. got me a very, map. Very pretty. I was hoping to see more birds. That was really my goal. I said to Art, I'd like to see some birds. But <coughs> a little bit of a letdown there. Okay, so. It's your buddy. Who? Merritt. Is it? Yeah. Oh, man. That's a shame. Go figure. He's yeah. going to come down here. Probably. We'll say hi. Okay. Hey, kids. <laughs> oh, hey, Bridget. How you doing? No. No. Okay. All right. Maybe he'll bring some pickled okra. No, his hands were bare. <sighs> Son of a bitch. Okay. So. If you ask for it, you'll get it. Might um, have to show a little skin. Ew, no. <laughs> That's what he's thinking. I know that. Okay, back to our trip. Okay. So, anything you would have done differently? I would have left a little sooner, but I had to come into work first and get them set up, so other employees set up. It would have been just so I could have hit a couple of those really good thrift stores, but then I got, you know, distracted and get to, didn't get to go because they looked so good. The ones in Gilroy? Yeah. Yeah. But that's all. Yeah, but that's, so here's the Gives thing. Gives you an opportunity if, if you, to go back. Yeah, you kind of make a mental note or open your note app in your phone when it's safe and, and make a little list of things for next time. Or if it's somewhere you pass through a lot, make a note to stop, you know, depending on where you are. Um, I mean, from my point of view, I don't know. I, I If I was this guy, I would look at it as like, okay, maybe he'll come to you know, when he looks back in, in retrospect and says, you know what? That was actually a really quick way to make money. Nope. You don't think so? No, I've seen them all. 
So I interjected because I was I was getting really annoyed and forgot to mention. I mean, I mentioned this on Instagram. It was like 40 mile an hour wind gusts in this parking lot. And it was just hard to hear and really irritating to your eyes and your sinuses. I mean, think about this. Actual denim pants were flying away. Yeah, and, it was you moving know, the denim. Yeah, like flying away. <laughs> so um, at one point in time, I jumped in. I was like, hey, listen, out of curiosity, how long would it take you to list all this? There was just this mountain of denim sitting there. And he was like, oh, you know, just, he's just like shaking his head a lot. I, I honestly thought he was tweaking, but Art said no. He was just, I think he was just like really burned out or something. But um, I think maybe that helped a little bit. I'm not sure. It, it puts things in perspective. Sometimes you have to remind people. Because well, I was looking at it. I'm like, man, I don't want to list all that stuff. This guy's, you know, or this guy is an art offering him this money. He doesn't want to take it. Yeah, some of it, he said some of it was his girlfriend's too, which that I did believe based off of the sizing of the pants. But it's like, okay, so what? Well, remember you know? he kept saying he's had everything since the 90s. Yeah. And I'm like, I can't. He was kind of, it was obvious he was lying because some of the stuff is so much newer. He needs, uh, the ones the, I had he stuff needs I rejected. to learn the Mari method. Okay. The life-changing art of tidying up by Marie Kondo. Or the KonMari method. I read it before I uh, moved. I thought you were talking about some con it. artist or something. No, 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 no. She just says, when you have something, you hold it and you say, does this bring joy to my heart? And if it doesn't, you must give it away in some way, shape, or form. You sell it, you donate it, you throw it away, whatever's the appropriate method. Interesting. I mean, you know how much stuff I got rid of before yes. I moved. Yeah. That's, you're I amazing it. at it. I lit it, did it with everything. Nope. 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 Time, time to move on. So I just think somebody like him is maybe just a little too sentimental or something. I don't know. No, he wasn't sentimental. He was just greedy. But here's my thing. You keep saying, I need the money. I need the money. It's like, then why are you having such a hard time partying with jeans? Like, it's not like it was like a family clock or something. It's, it's denim. At the end of the day, denim has no sentimental value to me. I mean, when my mom passed away, I didn't keep any of her clothes. You know, I didn't because I wouldn't fit in them. So... I gave them away, kept her jewelry and stuff like that. Oh, hang on. We have a friend here. We're going to pause for a minute. We're back. <laughs> Hello. So I'm not saying that you can't be sentimental about clothes, but I didn't see anything particularly individualistic about this denim that no. would, that would make you sentimental. It's all stuff that he bought yeah. or found. Yeah. Do you smell something burning? No? No. Okay. Did you light another candle and forget about it? No, that was you. <laughs> no. You do smell it. I smell something. It's it probably a grass fire outside. Um, okay. Any more thoughts about... If there's one more thing I wanted to add about the trip. No. Safety. Uh, negotiating. Taking the chance. And evaluating the success of it. Oh, and I, I guess I would definitely say, you know... Um, being cautious or realistic about what you can fit in your vehicle and keeping that in mind. Do Can I bring my own vehicle or should I rent a vehicle to do this and, and what makes the most sense? Well, Cause you're, having, you been in that yeah, having been in that situation where I've gone someplace and they had way more stuff than I could fit in my car prior, take a, you know, just get some info, maybe some pictures, how much stuff do you have to look through, how much time... So that way you know how much time to allocate, but also look around, see where you can rent a trailer possibly, 
you know, that you can do one-way trailer with U-Haul. We've done that. Yeah. You know, sometimes it's way better than you think. And, you know, even though I have a trailer here, but I don't want to take a trailer. Can I ask you a question? Yes. Um, Remember how we said, you know, he didn't know what anything cost and we did all the work. Is there a reason why you didn't call those things out to him? I I just want the stuff. I don't yeah. need to be, I don't, you know me. Well, I don't no, need to I be proven wonder, right. I no, know no, what no, I'm no. doing. I just wonder like if that would have maybe made him be more like, uh, you know, but you're what's, right. But what's the difference? What's the difference? I'm not trying to, this guy's not going to be my, I'm not adopting him. Yeah, but you were I hoping you might less. get more stuff from him. Well, we'll see. I yeah. can't control him. All I can control is the items that were on the floor, what I was willing to pay. I already knew how much money. I mean, I've sold all of it except two pieces. Oh. So. Really? Yeah, those two pieces on the table. But oh. I was saving those for somebody. Oh, those cool. Yeah. His girlfriend's jeans. Yeah. Yeah, that cool label on them. Right. Those Levi's ones. Yeah. So everything else, you know, was already spoken for. Uh, so okay. my goal isn't to, when I make an interaction, is just to get the stuff I want and be able to make a profit. I'm not here to change his life. That's not my job. No. You know, I, nor am I, I don't need to belittle him. I could have beaten him down and No, 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 him, I didn't even mean belittle. I, I just meant That's like, how it would be interpreted. By him. Correct. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So just got, sometimes you got to just. Now, what like, would you do differently the next time? How would you set it up differently? Let's talk more about, pictures. okay, you meet someone and you establish the relationship. What would you do differently for round number two? <clears throat> Same guy. Same guy, yes. Same guy. Yeah. Uh, probably more stuff written down so he knows that this is what I'm paying every time because he's one of those uh, sidewinders that'll probably change prices on you. Mm-hmm. So greedy. Yeah. Even if more I don't ever. More stuff written down by him, like in writing. Writing. Or... Hey, this is what, this is the prices I'm paying you. I'm paying you this much for uh-huh. black 501s, white 501s, blue 501s, 505s. This is the price. You've agreed to it. I've agreed to it. Here you go. Anything vintage and special are case by case. To be fair, you drove further than him. You guys did not meet halfway. You drove a good bit further. I'm it doesn't saying. matter. I mean, I've flown cross country for bullshit. But I'm just saying he didn't have to drive that far. Right. Yeah. That's What's a- your point? Oh, I'm just I'm just looking at all the different, you know, like it's not supposed positives to be. for him. Things he should have seen as Yeah, positives. you know, it's it's just not clicking to you that this guy is just a dickhead. It's not <laughs> clicking because you'd be so grateful in that situation to get four or $5,000. You would have been so happy and so grateful if you're really selling denim out of your back trunk in a parking lot someplace. You'd be grateful. But he's not you. Do you know what I mean? He's not like oh, most I of the people. That. Right. So just let that idiot go. Okay. That's why I always well, say. No, I'm asking because we're trying to show people that listen to the show how they can approach these things should this happen to them or they're looking at Look at it as a, a relationship. So I'm trying to You'll ask know. questions okay. that they might be able to apply should the person they're dealing with not be a dickhead. Okay. So Does that make sense? Yes. Establishing pricing this guidelines and criteria. This isn't just about us. This is about them to learn from. Oh, now I get it. Okay. So like I said, establishing criteria and guidelines. The same thing we're doing with our friend up north. You know, he's been spot on money. We've, I mean, the first time he sent us stuff, we had three or four rejects. Now the last two loads, there hasn't been a single reject. And he's so, very grateful. And so are we. Yeah. Because it's a win-win. Both people are happy. Uh, you know, and he is grateful. And it's fun working with someone like that. And I enjoy that. Yeah. And sometimes you're going to come across someone who's going to try to repeatedly increase the price. And my, my thing to you is this. 
my advice. If you give in once, you're going to give in again and then again. And that price is going to get to a point where it's not viable for you. So my thing is, do not do not raise it. If the guy is trying to raise it from you, just say, sorry, man, I was paying you fair price. And this is what it don't set a precedence that you're you're making way more money than you are. You know what your margins are. Don't give in, you know, because all he'll do is raise it the next time again. You know, it's like a kid with candy. You said no, stick to it. Yeah. Yeah. That's what right. my oh, advice sorry. would be. I was going to do the patron program. Do the patron program. Okay, we have two new patrons this week. First off, I wanted to say thank you to them and to our continuing patrons for their patronage. We appreciate it so, so much. Our first How many times can you say patronage in a sentence? I'm patron. That's whatever. so cool. Okay. <laughs> our first patron is at the Closet Pittsburgh. That's T H E C L O S E T P G H for Pittsburgh. And they same thing for their website, theclosetpittsburgh.com. That is their shout out. Give them um, a follow. They have amazing penguin stuff. And if you guys know me, you know I love the Pittsburgh Penguins. So, are they into hats, sporting goods? What is it? It's there's a lot. It's a heavy sports influence, but it's oh, it's more sweet. than that. So check out their website. I do not get a burning question from them as of yet. So stay tuned for that. But thank you so much for your patronage. And our next patron, a new friend of the podcast, we can say our friend Richard over at Camolots, C-A-M-O-L-O-T-S. Website is camolots.com. Richard, what a great guy. He is. He's a cracker. He's a ball of light. Yeah. A good light. Yeah. Very honored to have you as a patron. Yes. And he is offering a special over at camolots.com. Little play on words there. If you use coupon code BESTVINTAGE, B-E-S-T-V-I-N-T-A-G-E, you'll get 15% off your order at, on their website, and you'll also get 15% um, of your order will be given to the Ukraine, uh, their relief efforts in the Ukraine. So isn't that amazing? You get a little something, and you do something nice for someone else. Yeah, great so, family business. Yes. Coupon code BESTVINTAGE. Thank you, uh, Richard, at Camelots for you your know, support. I would love to get him to be a guest on one well, of these. Well, he'd, he'd like to be a guest. Oh, good. Maybe we'll leave that to you to you two dudes. You guys can talk about, because uh, their they're bread and butter is military surplus, and you guys know that's just not my cup of tea, so <laughs> um, maybe I'll just be the moderator on that. I'll just, oh, yeah, I'll, just fun. I'll just be the producer. I won't be starring in that episode. <laughs> Uh, but Richard does have a burning question. Uh-oh. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. Um, he sent me a few Instagram voice messages. So, Richard, bear with me. I, I kind of condensed your question. You asked a really concise one, so that's what I'm using for your question. Uh, so here you go, Art. How deep and how far do you grade an item to establish a price that is fair to both you and the customer? Okay. Would you like me to repeat it? No, no, no. Okay. What are you, Alex? <laughs> Would you like me to repeat that question? Okay. Alex Trebek? Well, yeah. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Okay, so my situation is a little different than how Richard's company is. So they have an online and also a wholesale business. Correct. Right? So they, they sell to a lot of um, military surplus stores. Mm-hmm. So what they have to do is, let's say, let's pick a pair of pants, like uh, fatigue pants. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
So fatigue pants, they'll come either in various conditions, various sizes, and various eras, whether it's 100% cotton, poly cotton, or just nylon. So you, when you make your grade, it's also based on era, condition. So I'll get in a shipment of pants, let's say. And the first thing I'll do is I'll separate out all the cotton and I'll put all the poly cotton together. And then I'll wash all the cotton and then I'll bring those downstairs. It doesn't matter what the size is, doesn't matter uh, if it's missing a broken zipper, I'll get that fixed, the buttons, we sew them back on and that becomes one grade. I sell those at one price. I don't depend, it doesn't even matter if it's new, uh, used because it's such a beautiful staple item. So I don't put that much variance in that. The poly cottons, those, you know, we wash and those you have to size. And those in the third section, we have them separated by size, measured sizes. And I try to keep consistent and I base my prices on my cost of goods and then what my replacement value is. I don't really fluctuate my price based on the number I have because it shouldn't matter if I have a thousand or if I have 10 because market value is based on replacement to me. Okay. Yeah, that's how I do. And like I said, his business model is a little bit different. So they're putting one-offs and yeah. well, and different. I was, I was, because he said bad. He, art and team. So I'll add my two cents in. Oh, you're you're not two cents. You're the whole dime. Into how, how I grade. So I grade. Obviously, I'm not working with surplus, to the extent that either one of you are. But I am working with one of a kind. That's really kind of become. Uh, a thing for me here and a lot of you know I've been doing purging projects and basically when I'm grading those I have two well I have three kind of organizational piles or grades I have like recycle or trash I have basics and I have special needs attention okay so the basics kind of get put together in a Gaylord or maybe like a bigger U-Haul box or something. And we have a lower price point for those. And then the more curated stuff, we charge a slightly higher price point for Because typically with those, I am doing the grading. I'm quality checking. I am color sorting. Wash. I am washing. I am drying if applicable. And I'm putting them on wooden hangers. I'm putting them on racks. I'm organizing them visually on the racks. It's a lot of work. Yeah. It justifies the right. price difference because you're doing the work for someone instead of digging in a bin full of mixed goods. So in terms yep. of what Richard asked about fair to both you and customer, well, there's an option. It's like for um, on my side of the, the game, there's an option for people. If they're like, oh, I don't want Bridges frou-frou stuff, then they, or, they or go to budget like- conscience. Yeah. So like right now I'm, I've been doing really like deep dive into shirting, men's and women's shirting. Okay. As I'm purging the barrels I've been doing, I've been hanging shirting, but then there's shirting that I said to Art, I'm like, ah, it's just, it's basic. Somebody might want it one day or they might use it for a remake, but there's no need for this to all be hung up. So we started a small Gaylord and we're calling it our $6 mixed shirting grade. Exactly. And then that leaves so a lot of room for someone to sell at 20 bucks. Right. Or they can remake it. They can use it for fabric, whatever it yeah. is. They can pick from that box if they're on a budget. But if they have a little bit more play money, then they can go to the racks and see what I've curated. Yeah. It's so. also big. No, I think that's a great answer. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay. Well, thank you so much um, to both the Closet Pittsburgh and Richard at Camelots for your patronage. We really appreciate it. Now, if you would like to become a patron, you can do so at patron.podbean.com. We have five patron levels, our $5 level. With that, you receive an on-air shout out for your person and or business. You get to ask Art a burning question on air like we just did, and you get two bonus episodes a month, and Art has been doing his best to be on those with me. Our last one we recorded on our way up to the buying trip, and we talked about taking the opportunity to wholesale should it come to you. That was a really great one. So if you want access to those bonus episodes, there's 25 of them now. Wow. Yeah. 25 episodes in the back catalog and the bonus catalog. So for $5 a month, you get access to all of those and some a few other perks. Uh, $20 is our ad level. You heard me read two ads today. It's a 30 to 60 second ad read twice a month. And you also get access to all those bonus episodes. And then our $25 level, same thing as the $5 level. And you get uh, to do text mentoring with me via the Nudge app. So you can sign up for any of these levels at patron.podbean.com slash my best vintage life podcast. Thank you so much. Okay. Oh, I wanted to talk about my aunt. <coughs> if you don't mind. Why would I mind? Oh, well, I don't know. I was just I, coughing. Sorry. <laughs> that's okay. Do you uh, need did I make a face? You just had like this blind look on your face. Um, So I wanted to talk about my great aunt who passed away uh, last week, mostly because she had such a strong connection to the garment industry and she was a really special lady. And it kind of made me curious, like I wonder if anybody else out there had uh, relatives who worked in the garment industry. So uh, my great aunt Louise married into our family. She was a spicy Italian woman and she made the most amazing food. First off, when you're a Slavic family and someone Italian marries in, it's amazing because while the Slavic food is good, it's not necessarily the the most flavorful. So I always enjoyed having her food and her desserts. She was very um, domestic in that sense. Warm? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But she was also like sassy and um, just kept a beautiful home. She had, she went through a lot uh she lost so her husband so basically it's my mom's mom's sister-in-law my mom's mom's brother my great uncle steve he died um before like right when i was born so i never even got to knew him so she she was widowed in her early 60s um and then right before that their house burned down so shit she kind of had to move into a new house and then take care of her dying husband and then spent the rest of her life unmarried and i you know she was already retired at that point in time, but she had a beautiful home. Her kitchen was like green and it had green tile. And she had, I was telling Archie, like two or three sun porches in her house. Just such a beautiful house in general. And it was so much bigger. It was like twice the size of mine. So I really loved, you know, my mom would drop me off there occasionally um, when she was running errands and I would watch soap operas with my Aunt Lou. But I wanted to talk about her from a garment perspective. So and not everyone, not everyone can probably relate to this, the fact that in my hometown, there are actually factories that made different things. Wow. We had a cigar factory. We had clothing factories. Do you remember Dutch Masters? They were Pennsylvania brand. Cigars. Cigars, yeah. yeah. I, well, because my mom used to give me cigar. No, nobody smoked cigars in my family. I have no idea where she got them. But like, I kept all my little knickknacks in cigar boxes so did with I. a rubber band. I literally like recycled one. Before I moved from Pennsylvania, I had like all my little like tchotchkes in it. But 
um, the, my first ballet studio where I did ballet was in an old cigar building. So, so cool. my aunt was a four woman on a floor of a clothing factory. So she ran the show. Pretty cool. Garment? Garment, yeah. Wow. She was an amazing I'd love to research seamstress. and see what it was. Um, it's in her obituary because I honestly was too, I knew what she did like when I was little, but I never knew the details. So I'll see what I can dig up. But she was such an amazing seamstress. And I remember whenever my mom would have like somebody else do work like that, she'd get so upset. Like, why didn't you let me do it? I remember from my first communion. So it's like the Rosie Riveter era. You know, some worked in the factories, some worked in the airplane factories. Well, like how, I mean, how, she's a boss bitch. Like, at that point in time, a four woman, like, yeah, pretty freaking cool. And Seems uh, like she had the personality for oh, it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, you did not push her around. She pushed you around for sure. Um, but she would just get upset when my mom would have other people do work. So I remember for my first communion, uh, my dress, which I absolutely hated because I just hated you know, I hated, I hated being uncomfortable as a kid and it had like this lace inset on the chest and it was super itchy. And I remember her doing, I think she altered the dress and altered my little veil that I wore. So yeah, she was, she was amazing, but I just thought it was cool to talk about. Um, cause it's such a lost art, you know, and I'm wondering if anybody else out there has had relatives who did something similar. Um, whether you're on the East Coast, West Coast, wherever, I'd, I'd love to hear those stories if you want to send them in. But, Absolutely. Uh, you know, rest That's in peace history. to her. She lived a nice, long life and passed away at 98 years old. So, yeah, an amazing woman, and I just thought a, a nice story to share. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Do you have anything else you want to add? No. Okay. I'm good. You're good. We good. Okay. <laughs> In the meantime, stay safe, stay sane, stay healthy, be kind, and don't, and don't be, be basic. basic. Bye. Bye.